Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? Man, does this smell good. Wolfing down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Luke. Hey boys. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas's ultimate sports fan destination. All right, it is a little bit afternoon here on a Monday, but that's because we were talking to Dre Jameson, who I think has won Wolf over last uh, last segment. You want to talk about smoldering? He's got it. What you want from your pitcher. But now it's time for Wolfing Down Your Lunch at uh, at 1215. Aaron Maloney is here. Aaron? So, the Arizona State Sun Devils men's basketball team upset the number 7 Arizona Wildcats 89-88 on Saturday at the McHale Center in the most improbable of fashions. So, the final 2.9 seconds inbounded to Des Cambridge. Launches from backcourt. He made it! He made it! He made it! Cambridge knocks down a three from backcourt, and the Sun Devils have won it! The Sun Devils have won it on a desperation three-pointer from Des Cambridge! So do you think that finish by ASU could put them in the tournament? I tell you, it's memorable too. I mean, if you're if you're the selection committee and and it comes down to a tiebreaker, you might be thinking, oh yeah, okay, ASU just beat U of A on a buzzer beater, and it wasn't like a layup at the buzzer; it was a sixty footer. Uh, it doesn't put them in, but boy, it takes them from being in a spot where it looked like they were probably heading towards the NIT to all of a sudden in the driver's seat. I would say uh, Casey Jacobson on with Bickley and Rod this morning pointed that out that no other bubble team has a win like that lately. So that's that's a huge advantage. You want to have those wins late in the season. Yeah, you know what? Um, it definitely improves their chances. There's no doubt about that, but there's still a lot of work, I think, needs to get done right here. Um, I think they got to split. I think they have to split this weekend. Uh, if they win both games, I would agree with you. If they beat UCLA and they beat USC on the road, if they do that this this coming weekend, um, I believe they're in. Well, and Tim Healy's going to join us in a little bit. Kyle Dodd, uh, I would assume, can't because he just, just probably lost his voice screaming in the background of that cut right there. According to ESPN's Adam Schefter, the Chicago Bears have been approached by multiple teams about trading the number one pick in this year's NFL draft. And Chicago is said to be leaning towards moving the pick. So I know this isn't a shock to both of you, but do you think the Cardinals will get a lot of calls on the third overall pick? Yeah, I think they will, right? I mean, if you if you let it be known that you're open to it, and I think Monty Austin Fort kind of already did that, that he's open to listening to offers, doesn't mean he has to take them. I think the Cardinals will definitely get a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of buzz right there because if, if the Bears trade the pick, you figure two quarterbacks are off the board. There's always a, a quarterback desperate team that would at least look at moving up, or there might just be a team that's like, hey, Will Anderson and Jalen Carter are both still there at that point. We can have our pick of anybody else in the draft. I think they'll get calls. I think the Bears are going to trade the pick. That's just my guess right now. I think the Bears are going to trade the pick because they like Justin Fields. Uh, he's only in year two right now. I think you could point and say that he did get better from year one to year two. Um, he's still an average quarterback right now, but he does have an awful lot of playmaking ability. 
I think they're going to give them one more shot and maybe go ahead and move down, collect a bivy of picks. I think they're going to trade that first pick overall because Justin Fields is worth seeing another year or two before you go ahead and move off of him. So, yeah, I think that definitely is going to happen. You guys are out at Salt River Fields for D-back spring training. So what is your guys' expectations for the upcoming D-back season? I think this team Man. could could honestly, I feel like they could hang around. Okay, so last year, what did you, you said 76 70, wins and I said 75. 74. You said 75. Okay, so we were, okay. Yes. Then you, I guess you were right. Oh, well that that yeah. kind of ruins the whole point. But either okay. way, we were close. Right. I, I feel like... Um, I feel like they are absolutely capable of hanging around in the wild card race and maybe getting in, honestly. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, they're definitely going to make it. I I really do want to see. It feels silly to say this about one player, but I want to see what this Gabriel Marino dude's all about because that was was why they made the Dalton Varsho trade. And there's a lot of people that, that love his hitting ability. And if he can hit the way people think he can and this outfield comes along... I'm a little worried about the, uh, the the starting pitching experience and the bullpen, and those yeah. are obviously two pretty big That's things. That's exactly it. But I think they can hang around. I mean, you win 80 games, you're hanging around. Yeah, I don't think it's out of the question. I don't that they could win 81 games, be a 500 team. I don't think it's out of the question. I just, you know... Man, it's a meritocracy, is it not? Professional sports, you got to go out and you got to prove it. You got to prove that you can win. You got to prove that you are a good team. You got to prove that you're worthy of actually being in the postseason. You got to prove all of this. And there's just so many question marks surrounding the Diamondbacks right now. I don't think uh, you can't say it with certitude. You got to go prove it. The Suns lost to the Bucks yesterday, 104-101. Devin Booker scored 24 points, and DeAndre Eaton added 22 in a close loss late. Here's Monty Williams on the rotation and why some of their acquisitions at the deadline haven't seen the court. There's a lot of guys to play. You know, we're already playing um, 10, you know. So to play him, you got to bump somebody out. And um, we feel like we have a decent rhythm with D. Lee and and um, for the most part, J.O. and, and Tori have been banning that, that starting spot. And then here soon we're going to get Kevin, and that's going to knock somebody else out. And so you can't play everybody. And uh, I explained that to the group yesterday. We need a great deal of sacrifice from the group. Um, so there may be a shot for him to play, but right now we feel like we have a decent rhythm with the guys are playing. Are you reading into him saying... Assuming we're going to get Kevin soon? Are we assuming this? <laughs> yes. Yes, I. Yes, it's going to happen at some point in time. We know it's going to happen it's, at some point in time right now. It's happening, it's happening right? It's Charlotte. Come on. Here we go. It's Wednesday. It makes sense. Even if it's not Charlotte, although we haven't heard anything now to indicate that it wouldn't be. You have to think it's by Friday, right? Here's what I'll say. Everybody just assumed, and kind of myself included, when they said, oh, he'll be ready after the All-Star break. Everybody just assumed, oh, it'll be the first game after the All-Star break. Of course. Uh, But that was not (laughs) anything the Suns ever said. And now this this stuff that's more detailed last week of their targeting Wednesday in Charlotte – that that's a little more specific than just after the All Star break, and that's still very much in play. I mean, you see him out there; he's he's working out, he's out there in warm ups. Like he's 
He's close. Yeah. He's, he's close, and they obviously need him. You know, to me, I wonder if he could have played against the Bucs. I really do. I think if that was uh, a playoff he, game, he, he could have. Seriously. I, I think, he, of course, he would have had that opportunity. And I wonder if they looked at it and said, you know what? Um, this is going to be more like a playoff game. This is going to be a physical, aggressive competitive game and you know what your first game back maybe that's not the atmosphere we want to put you into i wonder if that had anything to do yeah with that you know that could be it certainly because that's not the atmosphere against charlotte I can tell you that. correct um, it could be that i i think i i have to assume the overwhelming sentiment is when he can play Maybe you wait a couple more games just to be safe. And I feel like that point already hit, and they waited a couple more games just to be safe. Especially if Jay Crowder, you didn't know it uh. was the Jay Crowder affair. You didn't know what that was going to do and what that might have looked like. Who knows? So, you know, maybe they were just going to say, why don't you just, Charlotte looks better. Yeah, maybe smart. I mean, he's going to have to play against some of these teams, though, soon. Milwaukee again on March 14th. And, and I made this point yesterday. Um, that's March 14th. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> March 14th is March 14th. That's right. There's no denying that. You're right. It's not his first game back at that point. Um, I, I want to see what the duo of Durant and Booker specifically can do against that Milwaukee defense because it's easy to get caught up in this, and it might be 100% right that when those two are out there and healthy and, and in a rhythm, they're, they're, they might be unstoppable, honestly. But if there is a team that can stop them, it would be Milwaukee. So I'm really looking forward to that game in particular. And I hope Giannis plays in that game, too. Like, I want to see both those teams at full strength because that absolutely could be a, a, a finals hey, rematch. May, maybe March 14th, you say, KD, sit down. <laughs> or maybe at that point, it's D-Book, you sit down. I can't because that's part of that week, Wolf, where you've got NFL free agency and you've got March <laughs> Madness. And yeah, yeah, those guys got to play on Tuesday uh, that week against uh, We against don't Milwaukee. want any scouting report by the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay, next. What's, uh, what do you make of some of these guys that aren't playing? T.J. Warren really hasn't played much. Darius Baisley hasn't played at I all. I know. And I threw this out on Twitter, and a lot of people were like, yeah, I don't understand what they're doing. And I'm not saying Monty Williams is doing something wrong, but if Darius Baisley's not playing when they don't have Durant, and T.J. Warren's barely playing when they don't have Durant, he just said it right there in yeah. that cut. It's not like a bunch of minutes are going to open up when they put Kevin no, Durant in the lineup. Exactly. You're going you're gonna to go into an eight-man rotation for the most part and, and maybe fluctuate from there. But, um, yeah, it doesn't look good. If you're not getting time now, it doesn't look great. But maybe it's also part of practice and some of the practice guys that they're going to have out there and practicing hard. Well, that's, that's what this... Uh these final, what, now 20 games are about of, of filling out that rotation. That's why I'm saying, I'm not saying Monty Williams is doing anything wrong. He's he's figuring out his rotation. Yeah. Out, he didn't trade for Darius Baisley. I like Darius Baisley. Uh, maybe he hasn't looked great in practice, or maybe it's like he just said, Torrey Craig has looked really good, and he's liked what he's seen from some of these other guys. Terrence Ross has looked pretty good for a guy you just got in the buyout market, too. So, there's a lot of different directions they can go with this, but the big picture and, and the overarching point uh, now is you got to get Kevin Durant in there and see how the pieces fit around him. All comes back to KD. Oh, it's been coming back to KD since July when he wasn't even on the team. All right, uh, that was Wolf and Down Your Lunch Mixed in there as well. So thanks to Aaron for that.